I know how they're going to react in certain situations. I know their favorite treats. I know their favorite toys. I know which harnesses they like and don't like. When they approach me with a look in their eye, like I know exactly what they want when they want it. Welcome to the With a Dog Podcast, the podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. People with a dog, happy 2023. We made it. Another year around the sun, surviving or thriving, you decide. I think I'm still in uh, survival mode from last year, but we're getting there. We're getting there. I have some good life updates to give you guys. So this episode, I'm going to give little life updates, a couple updates on the dogs, 2023 resolutions, one of them being, as you can probably tell from the title, falling back in love with being a dog mom or back in love with dog mom life. So I'm going to go over my plan to make that happen. And hopefully you guys can can find helpful tips throughout that as well. And for those of you wondering why I'm doing yet another solo episode into the new year, even though I think I told you all of December that I would be getting guests back on, they're coming. It's just, you know, it's been the holidays. So getting the ac- the interviews actually scheduled, you know, where the guests are back to business, just like I am. That means it's just going to be coming later this month. So I've got a solo app for you. Maybe for next week as well. We shall see. But you know that week between Christmas and New Year's, that fog where you're just eating leftover chocolates and dessert from Christmas or from the holidays and drinking. And you just kind of never stop because you're like, well, New Year's is coming up. So like, what's the point of eating healthy if I'm just going to be drinking on New Year's Eve? Anyway, that was my mindset. So I'm still a little bit in that fog, slowly coming out of it. I've been trying to organize myself a little bit, organize my 2023 planner that I bought, putting in everyone's birthdays, anniversaries, etc. So I can attempt to be a good friend this year and actually text people on their birthdays. Also, it's weird because a lot of my friends are having babies now. So I have to put the baby's birthday in there. And I'm just like, that's that's wild. And one of the babies has the same birthday as me, which, I mean, go off, queen. She's going to be amazing. We know it. But also, I mean, the audacity (laughs) that this new generation has, this new generation of babies has to be born on my birthday. I don't know about that. So I've been organizing my planner. I've been slowly, I can't do it too much because obviously I'm still injured with my leg, but I've been slowly trying to organize the house a bit, do a thing called a life edit, which you may have seen vlogs on it. And I've been doing it for a couple years now. It's not always a new year thing. It's kind of just going, you know, going through your closet, going through all the photos on your phone, going through your bookshelf, just like a little life edit of slash audit. Like, okay, what what are we working with here? What is not working and needs to get gone? How do we organize this better, etc. So I'm kind of doing that, but I can't do it as efficiently as I would like to because of my leg. 
Also, other life updates, dyed my hair red. It's like a copper color, which is a trending color right now. I know it's not original, but I've been actually planning on dyeing it red for years. When I first went to my hairstylist when we moved back from the UK, so this was 2020, I found her and was like, ultimate goal, grow my hair out, only do slight amount of amounts of blonde just to keep it like looking good and then slowly go to brunette and then go red. And then we'll decide what's happening after that. Maybe chop it all off and go back to blonde. So I'm at the red. Finally, it's taken this long. It's taken <laughs> almost three years for my hair to grow out. I'm loving it, guys. I am. I thought it was going to be one of those things where I have, you know, red hair for like three or four months. And then it's like, okay, cool. That was at one point in my life. I can just say I did it and go back to my basic blonde that I've had pretty much my whole life. I'm... I mean, it's only been a couple weeks, but I'm obsessed. Like, I I don't know. I This may be around for at least a year, which is very exciting. It did occur to me also because Ashley is blonde at the moment and then Charlotte has, you know, dark brown hair and then I have my red. It's giving Charlie's angels between the three of us. And I just love that for us. So we definitely need to get some pics this year of our red blonde brunette moment. And also, okay, dog Zaddy, he's so adorable. You know what he asked me the other day? So I got my red and and he loves it because he's such a hype man. And he was like, do you need anything for your red hair? And I was like, well, like, like shampoo or something to keep it red? Like, is that what you mean? And he's like, oh, I didn't know they had that. But no, he was like, do like bobby pins? And <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was like the nicest thing. Isn't that just so cute? Because you know how you can get hair ties or bobby pins or whatever, the same color as your hair, so they blend in more. So he was like, do you need any of that? Because he was going to the drugstore to see if and didn't know if I wanted to like pick up anything like that for me, for my new red hair. And I just, he's so cute, guys. He's, he's a champ. He really has been a champ through this whole leg recovery Achilles situation. And also the fact that I had to spend a lot of money to dye my hair red. He's he's so supportive. But I just thought that was like really cute. Speaking of Achilles repair, surgery, recovery, etc. I had my first PT, physical therapist appointment last week. And it was so validating, guys. I mean, it, it went as you would expect. It was the first appointment. So it was kind of an evaluation. And they gave me some exercises which is great because I have actual permission now to take off my boot and move my ankle. The fact that I can start to move my foot a little bit now is great. But also my physical therapist, she was just so kind. She's like, by the way, I know all this can be really hard, you know, an injury like this and the recovery. So, you know, part of my title is therapist. So if you ever need someone to talk to or... And she didn't mean that she was an actual therapist, to be clear. but. I think she was just acknowledging that being immobilized and having to be cared for for weeks on end and having a lot of your autonomy taken away, I think she was just acknowledging that it can have a very significant impact on mental health. So she was kind of just like, you know, part of that is therapist. So if you ever want to talk or, you know, bring anything up about the things that you're struggling with, whether it's physical or not, just definitely let me know. And I just, oh, 
It was just so nice. Like the, the fact that a medical professional acknowledged it's okay if this is having an impact on your mental health was very freeing. And I know a few of you guys have even reached out and been like, Carly, it's okay to be upset and feel defeated during this time. And I think I've let myself feel it and have acknowledged the emotions that have been going through. But I don't think I, I don't think I like forgave myself for it because I, because I am so fortunate in so many ways. I have a partner who can take care of the dogs and we have a guest room I can live in so I don't have to go up and down the stairs to my bedroom. And we have, you know, family close by that we were able to spend Christmas with. The, the list goes on. I, I have a flexible job with the podcast. I didn't have to like be in an office every day or working retail or being a single mom, whatever. I just, I felt so fortunate that my recovery can be good that I haven't really, I've been feeling a little bit of guilt for feeling defeated and a little depressed about this. So the fact that a medical professional who does this kind of stuff every day, day in and day out, looked at me, a relatively healthy young person, and was like, it's okay to feel shitty. I was like, wow. It just, ugh. It was so validating. And it probably <laughs> would have been worth meeting with her a couple weeks ago because as of right now, I'm kind of turning the corner of feeling better about all of it anyway because I have a lot more autonomy now because I have only one crutch, guys. Only So the ability to have a free hand, I can now bring my water bottle room to room with me without putting it in a back backpack. I can now go to the fridge, grab something out, and put it on the counter, like <laughs> where I want it to be, bring it over to the stove, whatever. It just, it's giving independence and it's giving me life. So that's my life update really is that I am trying to still work through a lot of the depression feelings, but I feel like I'm getting better because my recovery is coming along pretty good and I'm down to one crutch. I've also got my red hair that I've been like feeling myself with, slightly trying to organize the house, etc. So that's that's what's happening. Life update, dog update. These last six weeks have been of my injury have been really bittersweet with them. In certain ways, I've had some really nice one on one time with both of them because you know whatever service I was laid up on, I they would come and just like sleep with me, especially Lupin, which is a result I didn't really think about. Like I didn't, I didn't realize that just having Lupin sleep next to me would be so solidifying for our relationship between him and I. But it really is like, it's been really nice to have just this one-on-one -on -one time with them of doing nothing and just giving them pets and and the fact that they're seeking me out and wanting to stay with me as well, rather than sitting in front of the fire or going upstairs to their usual beds with dogs at whatever. It's just really... I don't know. It's been it's been really nice. So that's the sweet part about it. The bitter part is I really didn't get to experience Christmas and winter snow with them like I wanted to. Um obviously, like I didn't especially with the ice storm in Seattle, I didn't even go outside. And you know, I I would have wanted to go out on like those fun snow walks with them and even maybe take a day trip to somewhere or even take them to a 
big local park where they could actually like run around in the snow. And I just didn't, I didn't get to do that with them this year. It's not like it's rare to snow in Seattle, but it's not very common either. So it was kind of a bummer that I didn't ha- get to have those times with them. And then also they didn't really get to have those times either because Dog Zaddy has been holding down the fort in the most amazing way, taking care of me, working full time, Christmas, you know, holiday presents, events, etc., and taking care of the boys. So it's not like he had the free time to take the dogs out in the snow and do something fun either. It was just like walks around the neighborhood. So so it's kind of a bummer on that. And then also same thing with Christmas. I really am upset that we, because of everything, we weren't able to get a Christmas photo out this year. I was really looking forward to that and kind of had everything planned, but knew that to execute it, it would be too much, especially right after my surgery. And then also, I just didn't have a chance to get the boys stockings, like the dogs their stockings or any fun little gifts for them. Lupin has a little handmade advent calendar thing that's like embroidered. I got it off Etsy years ago and there's little pockets for all his treats. That didn't happen this year. And so just some of those like really special Christmas memories and and holiday memories that I would have liked to have with them, I didn't have a chance to. Especially because also last year we didn't spend Christmas with Lupin because we were down in the snow with my family and Loopy wouldn't have done well on the ice at their house. And then next year is again with my family. So I don't know what the situation is as far as if he's going to be with us. So that's kind of was on my mind as well. Like, oh, shoot. Was that like potentially my last Christmas with Lupin? And was it not what I wanted it to be? So this is this is the mental health depression <laughs> part of the injury that's that's been getting to me. So as I said, kind of bittersweet, really nice that they've been hanging out with me so much and and cuddling with me, especially Lupin. But on the flip side, I wasn't able to do some of those memory creating things like I wanted to over the holidays. That is life update. Let's move on to resolutions. I've organized them into categories and I'm going to go quickly for through the four and I'm going to go quickly through the first two. And this is more just because I love you guys and I want to share my life and I want you to share your life with me. So I will get to the dog mom related ones in a second, but I figured I would share all of them with you. So personal travel more. I have been wanting to do some big international trips that we have just not had the time, money, ability to do over the last few years, pandemic, etc. And one of the reasons that we're, you know, kind of looking forward to moving back from the UK back to Seattle was that we could that we would be slightly closer to a few of the places we wanted to go on the Pacific Ocean, which is Japan and New Zealand. I've been to Australia before, loved it. Maybe we'll try to go back like at the same time as the New Zealand trip. But both Dog Zaddy and I have really been wanting to go to New Zealand. New Zealand is more his trip. Like I want to go as well, but Japan is mine. He's already been, but he was in like high school, so that doesn't count. And didn't do any of the things that I am going to want to do. So <laughs> that's my argument for why <laughs> why we should do Japan first, at least. And he's like, mm, maybe New Zealand. So we both really want to do these trips and we just have not made it a priority and we're going to hopefully in 2023 barring any 
layoffs and recession and, you know, hopefully everything will allow us to do those big trips. So travel more is number one. And then along with that travel, the big travel is also just taking some more like three-day weekend type of trips as well. Uh, Next is finish the house. You guys know (laughs) that we... (laughs) (laughs) That this is one, been hanging over my head, but two, that we really busted our butts last year, especially late last year, to get a lot done. Spent a lot of money rewiring pretty much the whole house, adding in, you know, a double vanity in our bathroom, doing some other plumbing, the tile work, the fireplace. A lot happened that was reliant on external tradespeople. So now all the things that are left pretty much is down to us. Whatever projects we want to take on, you know, painting, new light fixtures, decor, etc. Projects that that we have listed, we're ready to do, but we have that have been put on hold because of my leg and the holidays. So and the holidays. So really want to just like check that off. So it's not hanging over our heads anymore. Next for personal is I really want to share more life stuff on social media. And what I mean by that is I think between pandemic and things switching to more social media, switching to more video based content, I have been doing a lot of taking pictures and recording, video recording the things that I do, but I haven't been posting them. Now I have tens of thousands of video slash pictures on my phone and it's just, I I would like to post them. You know, a few months ago I did like a little day with Lupin where we went out for a little breakfast and then I took him shopping with me at some dog friendly places and, and I had a good day with my old dog. And I took very, you know, various little video clips during that time, but I never put it all together and posted it. And that goes for a lot of things. My trip to Chicago in 2021, my ski trip in 2022. It just, you know, just life things that I do that I think should be remembered. And I do a good job like recording it, but I never document it. Or maybe it's the opposite. I do a good job documenting, but I never put it on record. Like I never post it, basically. And so it's it's almost kind of in my mind, like scrapbooking. Like I have all these things, I just need to put them in a place. And I need to collect all the video clips, put them in one video, and actually just post it. So I have this nice little file of, you know, this is what I did on October 10th. I went out to breakfast with Lupin and and I did this ski trip with friends. Right now, it's just all a jumble in my phone. It's all just piled into one big folder. And I, I used to be very good at documenting the, what I was doing. And I think I just got out of the habit. I do it. I do document a lot on stories, but to put it somewhere that's a slightly more permanent, I think, is going to be my goal. Part of that also is things I want to share and just never do, especially about products, I think. You know, I would really like to create a few product reviews because y'all know (laughs) I buy an Instagram-sponsored product. (laughs) Those sponsored ads on Instagram, yeah, I, I eventually will buy it. And I think it'd be really useful if there was a, another person who was like, oh, are you getting the sponsored ad for this thing a lot? Here's what I thought of it and have it like completely unbiased. So I'm not doing any of these posts that I'm talking about for social media to be like marketing myself more or to get, you know, partnerships with these products or anything. I'm just 
like I have a thought about this lotion that was advertised to me for months. I bought it. I'll share my thought with you. Same thing with robes. You guys know (laughs) I have thoughts about what kind of robes go with different occasions. If you're like, Carly, what are you talking about robes for occasions? Like how many occasions are you wearing a robe for? This is why I need to make the video. So you guys know. So hopefully I'm going to be doing a little bit more of that in 2023. Uh, On that note, also, last one for personal resolutions is I would like to set aside a few hours every Sunday, whatever, every Wednesday, I don't care, once a week to do the the self-care, the physical self-care, I guess I would call it. So, you know, you know, like the everything shower, the shave, the exfoliate, the hair mask, the face mask, the under eye masks, the nails, the brows, all of it. Because right now I'm just doing it on the fly. You know, like, oh, I have 30 minutes right now. I might as well do my nails. And I mean, if you know, you know, 30 minutes is not enough time to do your nails yourself and have them fully dry and looking good by the end. So ultimately, I end up scuffing them up because they aren't fully dry. And then I feel shit about it and whatever. So I would just, I would like to get myself organized enough to make it a priority to have a few hours every week, no matter what, and have like a checklist of things that I go through during that time of like self-care. And this is just because it's a priority for me. I just, I think taking care of myself makes me feel better. And this isn't about like, oh, self-worth is equal to how good you look and if your nails are painted. It's not like that, but it's just, it's part of me physically feeling good that I know I can put my best foot forward next. And it'll set me up, I think, for success as well if I want to make a TikTok a few days later and I don't look at myself in the mirror and go like, oh God, the video is really going to zoom in on those unplugged eyebrows. And as I said, I know like looks, you know, like you can still make a reel and you can still make a video if you have unplugged eyebrows. But I just mean, I think it will, it'll make it so I organize myself ahead of time in order to succeed later in that week. All right. I'm done qualifying that. I, I want to paint my nails and I want to have nice eyebrows and I want to be lotioned. And that's the priority. <laughs> that's the resolution. <laughs> Once a week, have some robe time. That's what we need to call it. Robe time. Moving on to the actual topic here, falling back in love with dog mom life. Wow. 30 minutes later. Um, <laughs> Guys, I honestly thought I was like, this episode's going to be like 30 minutes long. I haven't even gotten to the title, to the whole point of this. So the dog resolutions. So the resolution, I mean, technically is to just find more enjoyment in dog mom life, like fall back in love with being a dog mom. So that's the resolution, but mama didn't raise no quitter. So we're getting detailed. I was like, okay, what, like, what does that mean? Like, how are you going to go about that, Carly? So I've come up with a few things that I think will inspire me and will help me fall back in love with being a dog mom. And I hope you guys can take some something helpful from that list as well. I tried to make it useful for hopefully everyone or at least, you know, spark an idea or inspire you guys as well. So I don't think it's a surprise to anyone when I say that fall back in love with being a dog mom is a resolution of mine. I've talked about it before, especially on my episode about 
changing things for Lupin as he's become a senior, just like dealing with having a senior dog, especially also that episode about the dog mom phases. You know, I'm kind of just like in a different phase. I've been dog mom for nine years now. Nothing is new, basically, with the dogs. There's been some challenges with Lupin getting older, but I mean, we are we are out of the honeymoon phase. We are in a long-term relationship <laughs> at this point. I know how they're going to react in cer- certain situations. I know their favorite treats. I know their favorite toys. I know which harnesses they like and don't like. When they approach me with a look in their eye, like I know exactly what they want when they want it. So there's no surprises anymore in our in my dog to dog mom relationship. There's a few factors for that. One, just how long I've had them. Lupin I've had for almost nine years. Albie has been almost three years. And he kind of came as like a bomb-proof dog anyway. So there wasn't nearly as long of a learning curve as there was with Lupin. They're both older. Lupin's 12, Albie's 7. And then also another reason that I think like there hasn't been any surprises or enjoyment out of being together is a little bit of our environment. This is the longest we've ever lived somewhere. We're going on three years in this house. So there isn't that thing where, you know, we've moved before and it's like, okay, a new apartment, get them settled. How do they like this layout? Is that a good place for the dog bowl? And oh, look at this new park that we're closer to. This one's much better. It's got the hills. And oh my gosh, I didn't know this restaurant down the street was dog friendly. And so there's there's not a difference in like exploring our surroundings like there has been in the in the past with that constant change of moving to a different place with a dog. So I think just all of those, for all those reasons, them being older, us being in the same environment, them being in our lives for so long, everything being relatively stable, especially also, you know, quieter pandemic, it has led to kind of a lack of fun with the dogs, like a lack of enjoyment with having dogs in the first place. And I also want to make it clear, none of this is to do with them. Like, neither of them really have any significant, at this time at least, behavioral or medical issues that are making it like a negative experience to be a dog mom. It's not a negative experience. It's just like plateaued. Like, it's just like, long-term relationship. Like we've we've told each other all our stories. I say this since I've been in a long-term relationship with Dog Zaddy over 10 years. There comes a point where you've you've told each other all your stories. Like you're not you're not surprised about anything. And that's kind of how it is with the dogs right now. There just comes a point where you're like, yeah, you know, it's it's a plateau and unless you keep that relationship a little interesting, it's going to remain plateaued. Not bad, but like not as fun as it had been in the past. Like it's not the honeymoon phase. I don't know if that was a good analogy for anyone, but that's kind of how I think of it in my mind. I I want to make sure that I am still enjoying having the dogs in my life and vice versa. I want to make sure that they are getting stimulated enough and enjoying their life as well. That's not just like, oh, new enrichment toy or a slightly different dog park today. So here are the things that I've come up with. So one, this is starting with the nitty gritty of the things I don't like or the things about dog mom life that give me anxiety or make me feel guilty or, you know, because those negative emotions bring down the vibe (laughs) of dog mom life. And one of them is I would like to start a weekly hygiene checkup. 
with the dogs. Like a, a like a spa, a spa day. Just like I said for my personal resolutions of trying to a few hours a week to just do everything, I would like to do the same thing with the dogs. I'm not trying to bathe them once a week. Like that's not happening mainly because they don't need it and it's not going to be fun for anyone. But I don't clean their ears out nearly as much as I should. I don't brush their teeth nearly as much as they should. Nail trims, brushing them, brushing their fur. It's kind of the same as I was talking about earlier. It's like, oh, well, I have a few minutes. Like, let me do that right now. But it becomes inconsistent. And then one day you're like, why do you smell bad? Oh, I haven't brushed you in a long time or your ears are really gunky. And those are the type of things that I see. And it brings... It brings a negative emotion. It brings like guilt or shame or annoyance. So I think if I had a weekly calendar appointment for both of them, give them a good brushing, do the ears, brush their teeth, maybe, you know, give them a little lotion, a little balm on the paws, send them on their way. I think it will give me satisfaction. It'll give me like a spark of joy knowing that like, yes, I did that. I took care of them and their physical needs, not just exercise. It'll eliminate the negative emotion of I don't do this enough and the guilt. And then hopefully it'll also provide a little bit different enrichment for them. Also, I should say many vets recommend that you are brushing teeth every day. That's like, that's just not happening <laughs> with my boys. <laughs> um, fortunately, I'm not going to need to do too much training for them. They, for any of these actions, they are pretty good at just like dealing with it. They don't love it, but they're not going to put, put up really a fuss either. But I think weekly is better than I have been doing. And so that's step one. Next is tighten up the efficiency of dog mom life, of dog related items in the house. So maybe along with that weekly spa thing, it's also just going around, okay, why do we have an extra roll of poop bags like upstairs in the bedroom? Like who who accidentally carried this up there? It, it's always dog daddy. Um, <laughs> so just like grabbing that off, you know, from the bedroom, putting it all back in the same spot, just doing like a little pick up but dog stuff mainly looking at the leashes and harnesses a lot of them have, are very old now and they've been fine but like could we find a better leash so that it can eliminate some annoyance on walks could we find a better harness for albie like in a different color that i like more just things like that just like the aesthetics the efficiency tighten up things things that have been that like question the status quo a little bit of things that we've just had done for years and had for years could this be more efficient? Could I like this dog bowl a little bit better? Is there a better one that we want to buy instead? Also on that note, the car. I actually just bought a small handheld vacuum that I'm going to keep in the car so that I can just, you know, if I'm just like unloading groceries, I can for a second grab it, vacuum out some of the hair, put it away. Because otherwise, we let it get to the point where the car is just filled with hair and then we're so disgusted by <laughs> what it looks like and the dirt and the hair that it's like, oh, let's just like pay someone to clean it. And then we end up spending tons of money or we end up spending hours of our own time cleaning out this car when I think a more efficient way would be just to clean it as we go, keep it to a, a steady standard level. So that's one other action that I'm hoping will create a positive emotion rather than a negative one because the negative emotions right now is 
looking at the car being like, oh my God, it's disgusting. These dogs, uh. And I don't want to have those types of thoughts around my dogs. So I'm trying to put some measures in place to switch that narrative. Oh, one other thing. I'm getting better blankets for where the dogs lay on the couch. I'm so sick at looking <laughs> at a patchwork of different blankets. I'm getting all, I'm getting like three or four blankets of the same, the same exact thing over and over again. And it can go on the couch rather than having like a quilt and the random free one from Victoria C. And then another one that used to be dog dad's bedspread in college. Like I'm so <laughs> sick of having that kind of stuff on my couch, making it more efficient so that when I look around my house and when I do things, I'm not going to feel annoyed at myself or my dogs. So those are like the nitty gritty logistic type of actions that I want to take around the house. And, and I encourage anyone else, if there's something that brings you guilt or shame or annoyance about having a dog, what can you do to change that? Okay, next is I want to try to do more fun things with the dogs. And I've tried to think, what can I do that both dogs will enjoy or I will enjoy with the dogs separately? Something I can do with both of them is travel with the dogs more. This goes back to the little weekend trips that I was mentioning earlier in my personal resolution to travel more. You know, we can easily skip off for a three-day weekend to some amazing place in the Pacific Northwest, some places that people around the world want to visit. And we haven't, like we haven't just thrown the dogs in the car and gone. And I think getting out of our environment would bring enjoyment for everyone and really bring a lot of enjoyment back to having a dog for me. So getting out of our, our little neighborhood, our little Seattle bubble, just taking a, even if it's a day trip, like a long day trip with the dogs out somewhere you know, San Juan Islands, Snoqualmie Pass, I, you name it. There's, there's a bunch of places up to Canada. We could easily go and really many of these places are very outdoorsy. So they're very dog friendly and we could definitely make it happen. And I think for the dogs and for me, going somewhere, exploring somewhere new, different trails, different breweries, restaurants, heck, even just a different bed, like a hotel or something would would really increase. It would spark joy for me. And I think for the dogs, it would increase the enjoyment of having dogs and dog mom life. So that's another thing is do something where you get out of your own environment, I think is, is basically that tip that hopeful for me. Um, next is, next is put the phone down. Uh, I feel like I sound like a parenting blog now, like how to enjoy your time with your kid, put your phone down. This is hard because I still want to document my time with them, as I said earlier in my other resolution, but I think I need to do it in a way where I document it and then the phone goes away. The backpack is zipped and I'm just present with them. And I want this to go for the trips and like things that we do together, but also just the, a walk, just a walk around the neighborhood. I think being more present with them and paying attention to what they're doing on a walk. So this is even like no listening to music, no listening to podcasts, which some people are like, I could never. And I'm like, I could never. But I think if I, if we're on a 40 minute walk in just 15 minutes, I'm not talking to someone on the phone or 
listening to a podcast, if I'm just really like no headphones in, completely paying attention to me and my surroundings and them, I know that it will increase my enjoyment. It will spark joy for me and increase my enjoyment of being with them and just being outside, enjoying this time with them. I'm sure also (laughs) many of you are like, wow, Carly, all you do is talk on the phone when you're on a walk with your dog. But honestly, yeah. I I talk to my grandma. I talk to my mom. Um, these are the sniffari walks. So I let the dogs kind of just like sniff around and, and go at their own pace while I'm on the phone. And I'm, of course, still paying attention to them. But I'm definitely not like actively present with them. And also neither of them are reactive. So I, I don't have to be usually on walks. I don't have to be like super high alert. Um, if they're ever off leash, I'm not on the phone. But as I said, like a leashed walk around the neighborhood. Yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll call my grandma. The idea is just to put down the phone. It's not to never use the phone, but just like lessen the time of it, like find a better balance. And I think that's something I personally need to be a little bit better at of finding the right balance of being really present with them and finding enjoyment in that moment with them rather than being distract- distracted by by anything. Whether even if I'm just like videoing them, it's like you're still not fully present in that moment. So I think I think personally that will be a significant change for me. Can't quite put it into action for a couple more months until I'm allowed to walk them again. But I think that'll help kind of the falling back in love with being a dog mom is being a little bit more present in the moment with them. Next is these are a little bit specific to my dogs, but One for Lupin is, I've kind of mentioned this before on this episode and previous ones, he and I laying in the guest bedroom while I've been recovering from my leg surgery and just like being together, just laying in the bed together. I'm reading, I'm watching TV, whatever, but just, I don't know. There's something, something so calming that comes over both of us and you can just tell like we're just enjoying being with each other. So because of that, I have decided I'm going to try to spend more time in the guest bedroom. (laughs) Um, I I will eventually be moving back to sleep with dog Zaddy up in our actual bedroom. But the guest bed is on the main floor, which is where we usually keep Lupin since we try to limit his stair usage since he's an old dog. And with how our house is structured, I think he wanted to have more like close time with us and there wasn't really a spot on this main floor to do that because our tv and like our big tv and our big couch are in the basement and then I'm a bed girly so I'll be in the bed which is in the attic and there isn't really we have a a couch in like the front room but it's not like a place to cuddle really it's almost more like sitting room vibes by the fire And the kitchen's right there too. So that's, I'm usually like up doing things. I'm rarely hanging out in there very much. And I think he was wanting that. Like, I think he was wanting a place to just like be with me. And that's on the main floor. So I'm going to try to start using the guest bedroom a little bit more often. Just grab my laptop, go in there with him, lay on the bed together. And it's still in a place where he doesn't have to do too much stair usage it's easy access. It's easy on me. And it makes me feel a little bit better because now I can say we're actually using our guest room rather than just sitting empty for months on end. We've always lived in pretty small like apartments or flats before this house. And I think he 
I think he missed that. Like, I think he missed the the close proximity that we always kind of had. We were always thrown together a little bit. And so I'm really happy that I'm able to give that back to him and myself. I didn't realize I missed it until recently, too. So I guess if you want to try to take something away from it, from that, obviously, it's a specific example for my dog Lupin. But think about what your dog enjoys doing with you and do more of that and what you enjoy doing with them. And then for Albie, same thing. Like, what does your dog enjoy doing? What do you enjoy doing with your dog? I think we're going to try to do more new things together with Albie. Um, I would love to get, you know, I would love to start some kind of therapy dog certification for him. I think he he would be so good at it. He has such a good temperament. I don't know if I want to take that on. As far as the training, it may be like a late 2023 thing that I take on. But I th- I really do think that he would enjoy doing something new. And he loves to he loves to anticipate your needs. So I think doing some extra training, he, he loves training. Like he he would be such a great agility dog or something like that. Like he just loves to look at your face for those cues and and execute it before you even ask for it. He is He's so smart. And this is definitely the the herding breed in him, not the hound. Like he's he is so aware of your actions and the cues, even if they're passive, that you, like you don't even know you're sending out, but he like anticipates what's happening next and tries to go for it. So I think doing something along those lines with him, whether it's therapy dog training or maybe a dog sport, he is older and already had a previously injured leg. So I don't know if I want to go down that route, which is why I'm thinking of the therapy. But yeah, so that's so do something new with him. So cuddle more with Lupin in the guest room specifically, and then do something new with Albie is my plan for sparking joy in like our connections and the actions that we do together every day. And last but not least, is something I'm playing around with in my mind. And I'm very spoiled because this can only be done if you share the responsibilities of your dog with a partner or someone else. I think you could cater it if you're a single single dog mom. I think you could change the parameters. But basically, the idea is like one week on, one week off. And the reason I thought of this is because during my surgery recovery, I have had all of the benefits of being a dog mom, of having the dogs in my life, in my home, and zero of the negatives. Um, (laughs) Besides maybe them taking up a little bit too much of the bed. But I have not had to walk them, potty them, feed them, anything for the last six weeks, basically. And it has allowed me to enjoy their company so much more because I don't have any of the negative, like, oh, I need to interrupt my work to take the dog out or, oh my God, it's raining outside and I need to walk them. None of those feelings. It's just like I can just be with them and hang out with them and get their kisses and belly rubs with none of the responsibilities that come with dog mom life. And prior to my leg injury, dog Zad and I split everything 50-50 pretty much. Like he would do a morning feeding. I'd maybe do an evening. I'd take one dog. He takes the other for a walk. You know, we do potty breaks. Like it was, it was all split, which was fine. But it allowed for a lot of repetition and a lot of responsibility with very little enjoyment 
like the focus was always like, all right, which dog are you taking today? Okay, I'll do that. And oh, well, you know, dogs had fed them the last like three days in a row, both their meals, I should probably get up and do this morning one. And, and so there was almost like too much focus on the responsibility aspect of having a dog than the enjoyment. And so I'm kind of toying around with what if one person is completely in charge of the dogs for one week and like a potty break is, you know, one thing, but like the feedings and the, and the exercising, like what if it's all on one person for one week and the other person can just enjoy the dog's company and vice versa. And so it's still equal, but it's in a different cadence. Like the responsibility sharing is equal still, but it's kind of just, it's split up from week to week rather than daily. I don't know. It's something that I'm playing with in my mind, but the hope is that it would put into focus those weeks where you're just like absolutely so happy to just reap all of the benefits of dog parent life. And that would be the, that would be on the forefront of your mind for that week because you know that you don't have to deal with any of the quote unquote negative responsibilities. And I think the way you can cater this if you're a single dog parent or just like for your own dog is to switch up just the types of things you do maybe week on week. If you see a walk, uh, going on a, a walk with your dog as like the really fun thing, like one of the benefits, then it's like you put a really big priority on like super fun, interesting walks one week. And then the next week you're like, all right, back to our boring neighborhood ones. And then that following week, you go back to like really cool, you know, driving across the city to this other park that your dog loves, whatever. So I, I think... Basically, what I'm saying is like switch up the cadence in which you do things. And this may be limiting for some people, but like, can you do the fun dog park in the middle of the week? And can you, whatever, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying switching up the cadence of things so the enjoyment is on the forefront of your mind for longer. I think my hope is that it will increase the enjoyment of dog mom life or dog parent life. So that is everything, my advice, my hopes that I'm going to be using for falling back in love with dog parent life, dog mom life. Just to go over it one more, travel more, like get out of your own environment. And I mean, out, out, don't just go one neighborhood over, but take a day trip, take a three day weekend trips, like get, get out of your own environment, different scenery, restructure some stuff around your home, around your processes of dog parent life to be more efficient or to enjoy them more. Those are the examples of like the vacuum of the car, the blankets for the couch, the weekly hygiene, spa time, kind of switching the narrative from, oh my God, I can't believe I haven't done that or this looks so ugly. Kind of just switching those emotions that are attached to those things to being positive rather than negative, feeling accomplished that you cleaned out the car. More and looking at the couch and being like, that looks nice. Having that feeling of accomplishment that you took care of your dogs with the nails and the ears and the teeth or whatever. So switching, so kind of looking at the processes, the aesthetics, how can it become better for you and become a better emotion attached to those things. Next is being more present with your dog. So that's putting the phone down for me, whatever you guys need to do to do that. And then I think doing more actions that will spark joy with your dog. So being present is one of that, but then also doing the cuddles with Lupin daily in the guest room, and then maybe trying out some new things with Albie, like a training or something that we both would enjoy. 
And then last is changing up the cadence of how you do things so that the enjoyment is more at the forefront of your mind rather than the daily slog that can sometimes be dog parent responsibilities. So those are the things that I'm doing. I hope you guys enjoyed this. It was longer than planned. Keep me accountable. Ask me in a couple months how it's going. Well, maybe not a couple months, like May, because I don't even get my boot off for another month. And then after that, I'm still not allowed to walk the dogs for a while. But but yeah, maybe in like May, ask me how it's going. And if you guys have any other tips that like if you've gone through something similar or if something similar has been on your mind, send them in to me. I'd love to add them to my list as well. And maybe I'll even have to do a part two with all of your guys's tips and advice. Let me know what you thought of this. Happy 2023. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.